This is a GRDC podcast. Stubble retention in cropping systems has been a feature of the no-till system of farming for around two decades in Australia. In coming weeks, we'll have a close look at how farmers have incorporated stubble retention into their systems across a range of climatic zones and soil types in West Australia. This special series of podcasts is brought to you by GRDC and the West Australian No-Tillage Farming Association. To kick things off, I'll speak to the man who never calls a shovel a spade and is well known by his nickname, No-Till Bill, the man who's been a champion of conservation agriculture since it began in WA and is about to head off to Africa to spread the word on that continent. Bill Crabtree, as an agronomist and a farmer, you've always sung the praises of no-till farming. What made you move away from the plough way back when? Yeah, well, I was motivated by the challenge that wind erosion was terrible on the south coast. The whole south coast was blowing away. It was a big story on 60 Minutes. Everyone knew it. You know, fences were being buried by soil. We had a dry period in the early 70s and a dry period in the early 80s. And, and then there was a lot of tension. The farmers said, we've just got to learn how to stop this erosion. And then um, they wanted to grow more crops because price of crop were good and the price for sheep was poor in the late 80s. So we just worked out, we just must keep residue. How are we going to do it? So where did the idea come from then? Well, it came out of necessity. We all just could see our soil blowing away and we, we wanted to crop crop on crop. So how are we going to do that without, you know, by keeping the residue? And even this year, you know, we've had people that have kept their residue and they've still had a bit of wind erosion and they've done everything right just to, and without even livestock. So you can still lose a bit of it, if, especially if you're facing the northwest wind and you've had a, a, a bit of a summer rain and the residue and you've had a drought the year before and you're on sandy soil, you know, that all that can break down the residue and you've got not much left. And the longer you've been in no-till, the more active your biological activity is in your soil and the more quickly the residue breaks down. So, you know, even after doing 20 years of no-till, we're still getting a tiny bit of wind erosion on those, you know, particular sites. Yeah, but 20 years ago, you and your fellow farmers thought that we don't need to get rid of this stubble, we can farm into it. Yeah, that's right. We, we thought we can do this. We, you know, we experimented and we decided, no, we're going to keep all this residue because we know that the residue is food for the soil and we know that the grain is food for people. As Carlos Crevetta says, residue is for the soil as the grain is for man. What sort of changes have you seen to the country in the north there in that time? Yeah, well, it's been an amazing adventure. You know, I've seen the soil become more fertile. I've had to battle subsoil acidity, so I've had to put a lot of lime on. And I've struggled to get the lime on on delicate sites because the wind erosion, you can't grow much residue in a very low rainfall area when the soil is very acidic. So to keep the lime there, which wants to blow off every year, it's very tricky. So residue is very important to keep that there as well. Can you describe the system that you currently use, stubble heights, etc.? How do you manage the stubble retention system on your place? Yeah, well, I'm in the driest part of Western Australia, right next to the desert. I'm one of the closest farms to Queensland, really. And if you cut the residue too low... You, it'll all blow away if you cut it, you know, like five centimetres high, which sometimes happens. You go over a, a mound and your, your front drops a bit low. And, and if you keep it down there for 20 metres, you find at the end of summer that round is now hard because you've lost all the residue and that residue protects the soil from rain impact. 
and if you cut it too high, you find that it can be difficult to get the cedar through the residue. So you don't want it to be 40 centimetres high and you don't want it to be 10 centimetres high, but you do want it to be at least 15 to 18 centimetres high in my environment. Okay. Do you grow break crops, Bill? I grow canola on 10% of the land and I've found wheat on wheat on wheat on wheat is the winner. And even though I'm part of conservation agriculture globally, conservation farming, I don't believe in rotations if it's going to lose you money. And I've grown chickpeas, lupins, barley uh, and a couple of other crops and they've always lost me money. And I don't find any yield benefit the following year because I'm in a drought environment and that drought environment doesn't need any extra nitrogen. In fact, I've got to be very careful that I don't cook my crop with nitrogen. But that's reflective of where you are, isn't it? That's right. And if I was farming down south where I grew up, I'd be different. I would have more crops in the rotation for sure. Do you find that some years you do have heavy loads at sowing? Yes, I have had. In 2011, I had 470 mils in my area, which is 305 mil, 100-year average. And when I had 470, I grew three tonne crops and I needed to make sure I got that residue spread and chopped up evenly spread. I do not do windrows. I think it's much smarter to use, you know, Roundup Ready canola or a bit of Sakura here or there or a bit of Prosulfacarb here or there or a bit of Velocity here or there. You know, use these really strong herbicides in patches where there are problems and use Clearfield wheat as a strategy as well. Okay, well, that brings me to the next uh, question about the trade-offs or the disadvantages in your system. Now, you mentioned weeds before. Why can't you control weeds in a stubble-retained system? I can, and I do. I've been very successful with battling the weeds with full stubble retention. Use strong enough herbicides or rotate the herbicides or get aggressive with the weed seed bank. You know, take no prisoners with weed hygiene. My crops, after 13 years of continuous no-till and continuous wheat and continuous residue retention, they're very clean. And other people can do it as well. The tools are there. They're available. They're not hard. It just takes a little bit of thinking. Do you find that your stubble uh, ties up nutrient? Uh, is that something that you're aware of? N- not in this environment because we do get lovely summer storms, 20 or 30 or 60 millimetres, and termites go to town when that rain comes and the residue spread evenly. They go and eat all the residue, and I, my difficulty is having it disappear on me. I did an experiment after that 2011 wet year. I did a checkerboard thing of, of 16 burnt, not burnt, burnt, not burns checkerboard pattern and the next year I grew wheat on that and I got half the yield on where I burnt the residue and the following year I grew canola on that and the canola didn't come up where I burnt the residue two years earlier so I just I just know it's so absolutely critical it's it's food for the soil you get rid of it I mean if you're in a really high rainfall area I think getting rid of it is pragmatic but if you're in a really dry area I think getting rid of any residue I think is is ludicrous unless of course you've lost the plot so you've lost the plot, well, okay, then you've got to tidy it up some way. But you don't need to lose the plot. There's enough good advice out there. Are there are enough different chemical groups that can do the job for you. And keeping the residues worth an extra 100, 200, 300, 400 kilos per hectare yield. So what's that worth in a herbicide? You know, 400 kilos of a crop, you know, it's 120 bucks. Do the maths on what a residue's worth and what the herbicides are worth. So, Bill, just looking at your system now, is there anything that you would do different now? I know you're moving away to Africa, but if you were staying there for another couple of years, is there something that you would do differently? No, I think I'd continue with what I'm doing, continue to keep the residue, uh, continue mixing it up. Where I really do have a problem 
you know, like barley grass jumps into my wheat, I'll swing over to Clearfield. Or if I've got other grasses that are a problem, I'll swing over to canola. And, you know, if you only use those once every 10 years or five years, they're very powerful herbicides. Okay, well, let's turn our attention more broadly across WA. Stubble retentions being practised across all climatic zones and soil types. What are some of the advantages that growers are seeing from stubble retained systems? Yeah, well, I think in higher rainfall areas, you've really got to manage it more carefully. You know, and I think there's a beautiful new breakthrough coming that will help people in high rainfalls. And that's, I think there's four different seed crushing machines that are now available. And I'm pleased to have had a a brainstorming session with Ray Harrington back in 1996, where we talked about crushing weed seeds. That has now come to market. And, you know, some of them will be $50,000 before too long. So if I was in that high rainfall area, I'd make sure that I had one of those or two of those. I'd also be prepared to remove a little bit of residue, but not too much, because we know in wet, high rainfall areas, residue can upset some crops. And if you barley residue following canola into barley residue can be a problem with some openers that hairpin, and you can lose a fair bit of canola emergence. So there's still work that needs to be done on improving openers. There are some good openers, new ones that are coming on. Yeah, so these are disc openers that have a different mode of action. There are a couple of them and, you know, people can do their homework on those and they will be very useful. And there's new herbicides coming as well. So if I was farming in those high areas, I'd still value residue and I'd try and hold on to pretty much everything that I could. Most reasons why people need to get rid of residue is, is not because of crop emergence. That's managed by GPS two centimetre, just shifting it off the row. You can do all of that. But I think, you know, usually it's a weed driver that makes people want to burn residue. And I think there are enough tools in all rainfall zones, herbicide tools and crushing, seed crushing, that can allow people to keep at least 90% of their residue, which I think they need to do. And they need to spread it evenly as well. You don't want to just spread it 90%. You want to spread it 100% across the profile. Bill, people have been retaining stubble now for a couple of decades. Generally, are they doing it well or can it be done better? If you're on the south coast and it rains every second week during harvest and you want to get your crop off because it'll sprout if you don't, uh, that's pretty tricky. And you've got always got bad weather and the moisture's at 18 or 17 or 15%. Uh, that's really tricky. So there are some harvesters that are very good at harvesting and pouring through the residue and ripping it apart even when it's moist. Those machines often come from Europe because that, that's the sort of condition that they often harvest in. So in that environment, you know, there, certainly it's a bit tricky. But you can get around it, I believe, by harvesting capacity and getting more harvesters to keep your residue. There's other tricks too by, you know, just taking the heads off and you going to discs, but then you've got the weed control issue. But, you know, the glyphosate technology is very good. Roundup Ready Canola is very good for that. Yeah, so there there are a, a range of tools, but and I don't think anything's going to be the same in any one area and everyone should be at liberty to try different things because that's how we all learn is everyone trying something different. Thanks, Bill. Bill Crabtree, one of WA's conservation agriculture pioneers. Don't forget there'll be several stubble retention podcasts to follow featuring growers in different climatic zones with different approaches to stubble. I'm Chris Brown. Keep listening. Keep listening.